0: It's not gonna be easy. What's easy is floating downstream. What's easy is being like everyone else. You were made to stand out. You were put here for a reason. Normal isn't working anymore. Look around. Look around at the people who are giving you advice. Do they have the results you're looking for? I'm proposing a radical change. It's time to fight. It's time to fight the currents.
1: Hello, this is Aaron Thomas, and welcome to the Fight The Current podcast. I'm joined in the studio today with my co-host, best friend, and business partner, Danny Campisi. This is our very first episode where Danny and I will detail the ins and outs of this podcast and movement. We'll also be sharing a little bit more about ourselves and the story behind our backpacking adventure that we just had this weekend, and exactly what it means to fight The Current.
0: Wow. Episode 1, welcome to the Fight the Current podcast. I'm so excited, man. I'm pumped. (laughs) I am pumped. Uh, This has been uh, a long time in the making. Uh, Meeting each other about two years ago. On that fateful day, my brother's (laughs) wedding. Tony's wedding, I remember (laughs) that. I, I was DJing your brother's
1: wedding and you came up and introduced yourself to me and the rest is history it
0: was awesome i think you were captivated by that best man speech is what it was
1: i was i was you were the best man i remember passing that microphone off to you i'm like this guy has it going on and then (laughs) you came up to me and introduced yourself and it was that moving forward where i found my best friend so i was
0: was extremely impressed this guy was uh what not even 18 years old or maybe 18 years old and you already had your own business aaron was a Aaron was an early bloomer when it came to being awesome. It took it took me a while. <laughs> no, I'm not sure
1: about that, but that's exactly what our podcast is about. It's about fighting the current. What what I think is awesome is you and I were both fighting the current in some way, and our path kind of going through, um, I'll say, high school wasn't very similar, but exact now opposite. exact opposite, if you will. <laughs> um, but now, like, we're in this mindset, and that that's why we're geared towards this podcast of fighting the current don't go don't go with the status quo don't um necessarily just do things because that's what everyone else is doing do things because you feel called to do it or you feel uh led to do it right um so starting with that point danny why don't you just share with us a little bit about um kind of your high school career if you will i know uh we had we had two different paths of high school um but you definitely i love your story i love what you have to say um, you, kind of your high school profile, if you were, isn't what I see in the man that I see today. So, um, <laughs> it's awesome to hear that background to see just how much you've grown to, to fight the current and go your separate way. So, so tell us a little bit about that, man.
0: Right. Awesome. Well, fighting the current for me kind of started when I was younger, just being, being raised with my two parents who have, who've always kind of taught me to go against the grain. Uh, to not just do things just because everybody else is doing it. Uh, they always taught me to follow my dreams, to follow what I truly wanted to do. And if, if college isn't that, then don't go to college. If it's uh, maybe joining every single sport just for the sake of being involved, then don't join every single sport. So that was kind of my journey. I, it's funny when Aaron and I are talking about uh, where he ranked in, the, in his high school class. I think, was it sixth? Sixth at one time, and then I kind of dropped off there and got lost
1: the end. I, I
0: ended up being 12th. Oh but. my gosh, he really dropped off. See, I was the guy <laughs> who made the top half of the class possible <laughs> because I, I was at, like literally in the bottom 10%, top half of the bottom third. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, but honestly, I would say I'm a you know, really have been a late bloomer. I, I really struggled with confidence, I dealt with some bullying during uh, middle school. A little bit during high school and I just never really felt completely comfortable in my own skin. So that was something I, I really struggled with when it came to high school. At the same time though, I always had the mentality that even though it hurts, even though sometimes I'm even scared to go to school or sometimes I'm intimidated, am I going to get laughed at, am going to get embarrassed or whatever that day, I still did it and I still did did not want to conform. I had that kind of like a, a quiet confidence and I was actually known as a quiet guy. I remember <laughs> I, I've told you I that, don't believe that many times and Aaron doesn't I'm believe not it. it. And you know what? Most of my family does not believe that either uh, because they, when I was at home, I was a different person, you know? And I think sometimes for some people listen to this, you can get into a funk where maybe you were someone you didn't want to be early on in your school career. And then you carry that label your whole school career, yeah. and I kind of carried that label that I got when I was in middle school of the the quiet, uh, shy, you know, doesn't stand up for himself guy, and I carried that all the way until like eleventh grade. Yeah,
1: it's hard to break that once that's kind of been placed around you to mm-hmm. kind of break out of what you're labeled as, if you will, and to kind of go a different path. So
0: right, and that was kind of the the label I had. So I. Like anyone else, I kind of lived up to that label, uh, just like the popular person who maybe today no one knows or no one talks to, but they became popular early and they stayed popular, right? Uh, because they kind of you know kept that label. Because I think we we live out the story we see ourselves or the the vision we actually see of ourselves. So that was kind of me when it came to high school. I know I I didn't try too hard. I was kind of a class clown in some ways. <laughs> <laughs> Where I mean the stories I could tell you about uh, what I you know getting ISS for <laughs> mooning someone on a bus. <laughs> you you uh, were the I was always was a rascal. Of,
1: you were one of the kids that made made uh, other kids look forward to going to school.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, one time I went sledding down school uh, down the stairs in one <laughs> of the hallways. I hope none none of the teachers are listening to this. Uh, you know. Fart bombs and just (laughs) all kinds of stuff. It was just, it was just, it was a party to me because school itself, I was, you know, when it talks, when we talk about fighting the current, I already knew what I wanted to do. I already knew that I didn't want to get a job and work the rest of my life. That's the one thing I did know. So I was looking for any way to not have to just go work for someone else to not have to just get a job. Now, did I go get a job? Yes. And do I have a job today? Yes. But what I was always looking for is a way to kind of live a wild and crazy life that's different. Yeah, That's different than everyone else. So I knew that when, when everyone was really working hard, the Aaron Thomases of the world were, were being responsible and treating school with respect. I was kind of being being a goofball. So that's kind of my college or my high school, excuse me, career. Uh, Kind of being a late bloomer when it came to confidence, I started to gain some confidence towards the end of my career in high school, uh, really when I started the process of personal development, when I started being introduced to the concept of reading, of reading good books. And a quick story, I remember when I started to read, when I started to educate myself and learn people skills and confidence there was a moment where some of the people who kept picking on me who, who, and who had picked on me for, at that point, about a decade. Uh, one of the time, the guy took my backpack or something, and I and I just was at the point where I was done. <laughs> I was tired of being the guy yeah. who got picked on, and I dropped the book bag. I took my book bag back. I threw it to the ground. I pushed the guy up against the wall, and I and I, I, I I balled up a fist like I was going to hit him, and I said, yeah. I'm done. Like, stop doing this. I'll tell you what, that guy never picked on me again. That's awesome, man. You, and really that, the the guy beside him was like, Oh my gosh, I've never seen Danny act that way. Yeah. But something has shifted in my brain. I went from the quiet, confident guy in you know, growing up. You're you're really not confident, but the quiet guy to the guy who finally stood up for himself.
1: Yeah. And it sounds like too that, that was that was basically the turning point in your whole kind of future years to come. It was at that moment that um, you were done being the quiet guy that um, that isn't going to necessarily stick up for themselves, but you had it, you're done, and now you're blazing your own path no matter what anyone says. Right. You're fighting the current every single day of your life. Right. And um, it's so cool to see that that moment you stood up for what you know and what you believed in and you were you weren't gonna have it anymore so that's and, awesome and
0: it worked uh, <laughs> one of my one of my mentors uh through that process kind of one of his favorite quotes is i never realized how hard it would be to become myself yeah and that was that i feel like that's when that journey started just uh being authentically me just kind of Uh, For me, I never realized how how hard it would be for me to become myself and what fight the current means to me. And then I'm going to ask you kind of what this all means to you is it's just when it comes to physical health, when it comes to spiritual health, when it comes to relationships, you know, most people are average. That's a statistical study. That's kind of a funny quote, but most people suck at everything. Yeah. So, if you don't want to suck or if you don't want to be like most people, you got to do something different. I've heard it often said you got to make a change to make a change in your life. So, one of the things that fight the current means to me is as the current is pushing me down. Maybe the current of education, maybe the current of relationships, maybe the current of spirituality of health. You know, obviously it's not hard to get fat. It's not hard to get overweight. <laughs> it's not hard to have a bad relationship. It's not hard to have addictions it's easy to for all those things mm-hmm. but it's hard to swim upstream it's hard to fight the current this to me and this movement and as we start you know addressing what the podcast is actually going to look like is all about swimming upstream it's all about fighting the natural inclination to be average
1: absolutely man so
0: i mean what do you what does it mean to you? Tell First, a little bit about uh, being being ranked 12th in the class, being class president. I'll do the bragging for you. No. no and um. starting a business. So tell me about uh, your uh, education up to, I guess, your uh, couple of years or a year of college.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so kind of like you, uh, high school was a party for me, not in the sense that I was sledding downstairs and <laughs> Uh, doing, mooning people mooning people. <laughs> can't say I've ever done that but no cu- high school was um, a fun time for me I remember um, when I first went in freshman year it was kind of me still figuring out um, who I wanted to be and what I wanted to be involved in uh, as far as uh, extracurriculars go as far as what classes I want to take uh, looking long-term at my future, and I knew business wanted business was what I really wanted out of life. I started a, a mobile DJ company um, back in 2010, so when I think of it, I was 13 at the time, and I'm not sure how I really did that Crazy. legally with child labor laws, um, but I, I did it. I remember I, I bought the most basic uh, equipment that I could do to get by and just uh, do basic outdoor uh, parties, uh, family reunions, pig roast, all of that. And as time went on, uh, I grew that to a, a decent size where I was out doing weddings a lot of the weekends. And uh, that's exactly how you and I met at your brother's wedding. So it was fun. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, I loved working with people. I loved um, I loved music. I was always a music guy through, through high school. I was uh, part of the uh, marching band, drumline. Uh, I was part of their jazz band. Uh, part of their musicals and their in their orchestra pit, and it was a lot of fun. Music was where my mind was at along with business. So I kind of combined both of them. I was able to uh, make money in a business while also fusing that with my love for music. So I did that for a long time, <clears> and um, then it got to be a lot. I was working a lot of weekends. As you can imagine, weddings, a, a lot typically happen on Saturdays. Um, I would, I would be stressed beyond belief of weddings because I'm like, here's this couple, they want this day to go perfectly. <laughs> and, um, as a DJ, you're kind of put in a position where you're kind of the ringmaster, if you will, you have to lead, you're working with the caterer, you're working, uh, with all these other vendors to make the event go smoothly. Uh, a lot of the times the couple doesn't want to pay attention to any of the logistics cause it's their special day. They just got married. They want to <clears> talk <throat> to their guests. Um, and so as a DJ, um, as an MC, you have to kind of just go with the flow and you have to be the master of the schedule. You can't be, um, going to the couple every five seconds. Hey, are you ready to do your first dance? Hey, are you ready to cut the cake? You just got to take hold and uh, do all that. So I I was in a position where I was very stressed and I knew that I didn't want to do that the rest of my life. I knew that being, um, a business owner itself wasn't necessarily uh, where I wanted to go with my life. Because if I look at other business owners, you see the people that are running the restaurants, you see the people um, that like myself are running mobile uh, disc jockey services, you're the one working the job. And I knew um, that there had to be a way that I could make a living without having to work every single weekend or every single day of my life. I've seen it done. I've seen people around me do it. Um, so that was kind of my start into this whole, uh, fighting the current, if you will. So I would say
0: that's kind of how we met along those lines. That's, that's something we really had in common. We came from opposite backgrounds. Mm -hmm. We both were completely polar opposite when it came to, uh, or, uh, high school. I mean, Like you said, people are asking you to be on what's the school board? Yeah. Let's just say no one's calling me and (laughs) asking me to be on the school board. Yeah. But we um, became friends and became best friends based on our common desire to become financially free. Absolutely. And that's actually how we first connected because I, I, you know, I'd been and I am and still involved in a business. That kind of teaches financial literacy and, and entrepreneurship, and you know the idea of being able to be completely financially free. Yeah. And I remember how quickly you were like super pumped about that. Yeah, and
1: absolutely. I re- I remember when we first met. I I think it was a McDonald's in Dover. Yeah, and Dover, Pennsylvania. Dover, Pennsylvania, and I remember um, sitting there and just talking with you. And we had so much in common along the lines of what we wanted out of life. We had so many dreams, so many goals, so much that we wanted to do. And that was really the point where, uh, I would say that we really connected. And at that point was a big transition of my life too. So when we first met, it was the summer right after I had graduated high school. So um, I graduated high school, then I was planning on attending college and I actually did attend college um, for entrepreneurship and innovation. So along the same lines of business and uh, being a business owner and that's that's what I wanted. I love the innovation side, I love the creativity. Um, and then I, I knew when I started talking to you, and you didn't go to college and you kind of outlined the way the reasons why you didn't go to college simply because what you wanted a college degree couldn't necessarily obtain that for you so uh what what both of us want out of life a college degree isn't going to necessarily get it for us Mm -hmm. um and that's absolutely why now presently i'm not going to college anymore so i did a year at your college college dropout i am a college dropout and it's it's cra- it was crazy for me to imagine that I would ever be saying those words. And it's it's nothing um, to brag about or whatever. But going through high school, I loved high school. Like you mentioned, I was a class president. I was involved in National Honor Society, um, drumline captain. I was doing all this awesome, fun stuff in high school. And I was just like, this is going to continue through college. I'm going to be a part of their um, college, uh, what's it called, government uh, maybe possibly running for president of, of the class, and I was like, that's that's just going to continue through college. And then I remember we had a lot of kind of heart to hearts and deep conversations about what 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 am I actually going to college for? And I remember being sitting in an entrepreneurship class, and I remember sitting with my I, academic advisor. So <laughs> when you go to your first year of college. Uh, you get you get set up with an academic advisor, and mine was the director of the entrepreneurship program. And I was like, I was so pumped, I was so on fire because uh, this guy was the director of my study, and he was personally mentoring me. So I remember sitting down in his office, and we had a conversation, and we were just getting to know each other. And he's like, uh, "So when you take my class, entrepreneurship 101, it was like the baseline entrepreneurship class." He said, "I want you to think of a business that." You you can start. I was like, okay, like this is easy. I have I have tons of them. I want to own a wedding venue. I want to have a indoor outdoor co kart track. I want to I want to have a concert performance venue. I want to do all this crazy stuff.
0: <laughs> you already had two businesses at the time.
1: And, absolutely, so absolutely. Um, <clears throat> and <laughs> the, it was funny. He said, "No, I want you to actually think reality. What are businesses that you want to own?" And I I was kind of like a taken back. Because I was always told entrepreneurs were people that dreamed and they had a vision for their future. And they had these crazy wild plans for businesses. If you think of entrepreneurs uh, currently in time, you think of the Elon Musks that are doing incredible things with Tesla and SpaceX. You think of uh, what Mark Zuckerberg is doing with Facebook and bringing internet connectivity in third world. Co- these guys are proposing a solution for these giant problems and when I think of entrepreneur that's what I think and this uh, my director my mentor was telling me no let's let's get down to reality what do you want it was almost like he his job was to train me how to run someone else's business
0: did was he I know this is not always the case but is he was he what teacher who did have a business or has business experience?
1: Yeah, so my actual director of the entrepreneurship program has never owned a business, he worked in the corporate sector for a very long time. Um, but him himself has never owned and operated his own business that he has created, okay. he simply ran someone else's company for them.
0: And like you said, that's what uh, usually the business program in college is or the entrepreneurship program is teaching you how to run someone else's businesses. And a lot of the most successful business owners of today didn't go to college. This is not a podcast bashing college because Absolutely. of course there's a there's a purpose for it and you need you need a post secondary education for many different jobs. Absolutely. But what I think a lot what fight the current means and correct me if I'm wrong Aaron is kind of just not going to college or anything just because you're told to like why not think for yourself like where do you actually want to go like i have several people in my family and extended family who are multi-millionaires who just you know i've just been blessed with a successful family and the Mm -hmm. ones who are who make the most money they're the ones who didn't go to school and the ones who went to school you know some of them are doing pretty good but you know they're they're a small percentage of what the people i know who just own the company who just because it kind of takes a rascal it takes a person who's an independent thinker to just say you know what i'm bold enough to just start my own business yeah so it's a it's a totally different totally different way of thinking so how does that relate to and i guess i would just shoot in here you know just for for time's sake is what is your vision aaron and you know I can answer that as well. What's your vision for the podcast?
1: Yeah, so I would say uh, when when I first came to you about having a podcast, I was super excited about um, just sharing this message that I had on my heart with other people. I've had numerous conversations through um, through through these last couple of years of me dropping out of college and um, kind of knowing what I wanted to do for myself and live my own dream. So I would say a lot of it. I think it was an excellent point that you pointed out that this isn't anything bashing college. College is a great thing for those that need a college degree. Um, I think of very talented doctors that I am so thankful and blessed that they went to college to get the degree because ultimately we we need people in that field. We need people in every field. But for me, I did not want to follow blindly And live someone else's dream. I knew what I wanted and what I had on my heart and what I felt called to do. And it's hard now in current society that sometimes they say that's not able to be accomplished. Or sometimes they say, let's get down to reality. That's not going to happen. And for me, uh, that was hard. That, That was my start of fighting the current. It would have been so easy to turn my back and say, "Okay, yeah, you're right. I'll just stay in college and learn how to run someone else's company." Um, but and I think
0: that. Sorry to interrupt you. No, I think that good. was a temptation. It to was. You. It I remember was. how much you fought me when I said, "I don't know if you need to be there."
1: Absolutely, and I had numerous <coughs> people. Uh, to your point, I, I had numerous people, um, kind of in my full-time job, saying the same exact thing. You don't. You don't need college necessarily for what you want to do. You don't necessarily need it. So I think a lot to me, what Fight the Current means and what this podcast and what this, this movement actually means is you have a dream given to you, placed on your heart. Uh, don't let society take that away from you. Don't let people say that's that's not possible. Um, you're never going to make it. Uh, let's get down to reality. You need to uh, go go to college and get a high paying job and work the rest of your life, which Again, nothing against that That's not a bad thing But to me, I felt called That I was here for something more And something greater And that's that's exactly what again or Fighting the current is Is right. going against that current reality And thinking for yourself Again, it's not saying that All those things are bad It's necessarily If you have a dream in your heart Don't be afraid to go against the reality And right. fight that So I would love to hear What you're kind of Uh, viewpoint on what it means to fight the current is
0: absolutely and going uh just piggybacking off what you said it's not about those things being bad and one of the things that we've heard said many times is that the enemy of great is good sometimes Mm -hmm. it's not that these things are bad i would say they're good but we're looking for great absolutely we're looking for something much bigger and much greater and just to be just to live, and this is what the, the podcast is all about. These are the people we're going to talk to and talk about, is people who've just decided to do something that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, the people who are the ones who are written about. Who's the guy who said, I don't even know if we'll be able to figure out who said it, but uh, something about if you want to make history, do things worth writing, or write things worth reading. Mm-hmm. I love that quote. And really, that's what Aaron and I are so pumped to do, is just live and just extraordinary life just to do adventures to, you know, make great income, to be debt free, to be married to one woman, the rest of her life, to have a great faith life, you know, just to, to be healthy, <laughs> to Absolutely. be, to be in great shape. Yeah. I mean, and we're not perfect in any of these areas. So, uh, what Aaron and I are, we currently, we're both working full-time. We're going through a job transition. Uh, we're both entrepreneurs of several different uh, ideas and, and concepts. We both have businesses. Uh, we both are voracious readers. Mm-hmm. We, we probably average at least two, sometimes three books a month when it comes to finance, finance personal development, leadership and success principles of some kind or relationships, things like that. Or or of course faith. Because Aaron and I are also, you know, Christians. So that's a little bit of the background on us as far as to answer your question what the what this is going to mean to me and what we're going to do when it comes to this podcast is we're also we're going to do our shows. We're going to do personal shares with you and I, kinda like today. This is kind of our intro show, but just back and forth conversation about what we're doing. More exciting would be the interviews. We have a lot of interviews lined up with some people that I think the listeners are going to be amazed that we have them on the show. And we also have people that maybe live in your local town. But we are going to seek, we're going to scratch and claw for the most above-average people we can find. Yeah, Just the people out there who are just truly fighting the current in their life just going completely against the grain not in a crazy way you know we've all we've often heard of the person who gets tattoos to be different when everyone else is getting tattoos the (laughs) person who gets pierces to be different when everyone's getting pierces Mm -hmm. and not there's anything wrong with either of those things the point is that there are people who are just fighting the current for the sake of fighting the current yeah we want we we want to we want to distinguish ourselves. Or, or definitely say we're, we're, that's not exactly what we're looking for. We're not looking for the guy who you know, maybe just has crazy purple hair just to have crazy purple hair <laughs> to be different. Although I'm cool with that because I think it's really cool that that person is, is going against green. I think what we're really looking for is the person and people, men and women, who just decided at some point to become their authentic self. And decided at some point to I have the courage to just be exactly who they want to be. And that's something for me, just being vulnerable, something I've struggled with. You know, I, just like a lot of people, struggle with caring what people think of me. Mm -hmm. And it's not always easy to just be your authentic self and just say, you know what? I'm just going to be bold and be me. Yeah. I heard a guy say, be 10 times bolder in your life. And I love that because, you know, there's a lot of freedom in that, personal freedom, in your heart, in your spirit, when you're just being you. Yeah. And you're just finally saying, I don't care what people think. I'm just going to be me.
1: No, I think that's an excellent point. I think that's something if if everyone's honest with themselves, it's something that they struggle with on some level. I know definitely I, I struggle with a lot about having the title of a college dropout. But now I embrace <laughs> that because that's who I am. That's my authentic. I'm not hiding anything. Right. That's who I am. And um, I'm proud of it. I'm not going to hide it under a cover I, I am a college dropout. Like That's what it is. Um, <laughs> what a failure. <laughs> what a failure. But no, that's that's awesome. And I think being your authentic self is an excellent point. And I think if we look at everyone, it, someone, everyone struggles with it on some level. And what's cool is we're going to, through this journey, we're going to be interviewing a lot of very successful business people, very successful authors. Um, and it's not just going to be about... Business, but it's gonna be about relationships. How how what does it mean to fight the current in your marriage? Because nowadays the divorce rate rates are just staggering. It's it's hard right. for me to sit back and us as Christians, uh, we know what it means to be fully committed in a relationship, and it's almost like now being married for fifty years is fighting the current, just because the numbers are stacked against us. That uh, it's almost average to get a divorce now so normal, yeah
0: that that shouldn't be normal Absolutely. and no judgment on people who have went through that mm-hmm. but you know we we just want to highlight people who are doing things right Absolutely. in that area and in all areas so i think what we should go through now is we should tell the story that we we actually i don't think we said it yet but we actually just a couple hours ago got back from fighting the current absolutely (laughs) from from, from an adventure uh that we like to do and we've we've done these um this is the second time we've done it but i know i've done it several times and aaron does crazy stuff he does skydiving and whitewater rafting and all kinds of stuff but to shake up the weekend you know when everyone is just maybe just going or when most people are just using the weekend just as a mental recovery to watch tv or Mm -hmm. to watch their kids in sports we're Trying to use it to do something absolutely wild and crazy like yeah. backpacking and living in the woods for a couple of days. So mm-hmm. I would say let's take about 10 minutes and just share that experience because it's, yeah. it's fresh. It just happened today. Uh, when did we get home?
1: 12, 12. 12, probably. I think I dropped you off at 12. Went back myself, uh, got a shower since we haven't showered for three days, and now we're back. <laughs>
0: In much studio, needed. So, yeah, much needed. <laughs> well, we sure. technically did shower. We did. We did. We and... we found an awesome spring where we <laughs> had some mountain spring water that was extremely cold. And it actually was a apparently used by some, some Boy Scouts back <laughs> in the day. <laughs> yeah. Which was a funny story, the one guy. But we'll start from the beginning. So on Saturday morning. We got together at seven o'clock, or Aaron came to pick me up, yep. and we'll let you we'll let you take it from
1: there. So yeah, I, I picked Danny up, and Danny was the one that first introduced me to this whole kind of backpacking, back trails, adventure life. Uh, so this was only my second time ever doing backpacking, where you have absolutely everything you need on your back at all times, um, and so the first time was awesome. But this second time, by far, I think there's no comparison. Yeah. So we we drove uh, probably about an hour, hour and a half north, uh, picked up some of the Appalachian Trail. Bethel PA. Bethel PA, yep. And so we started hiking in, and this trail, we, we found it on an app called All Trails. And what's awesome with All Trails is it has comments from people that have hiked the paths, it has photos, it has different audio recordings. And so I I found it early, I probably found it two weeks ago and I shot it over your way and I saw that it had a couple overlooks, it had a waterfall, it had Mm -hmm. um, a spring, and it just looked awesome. It had like all these cool lookouts, it had a boulder field. Uh, So that's why we we picked it. But uh, So Saturday we hiked in, uh, probably, how long would you say that is? Six miles?
0: Probably. It felt a lot longer on the way out. It did but yeah i would say round trip the trip was 18 miles of hiking and that point where we where we hiked to you're talking about where we yeah, where set, we up, set camp, up camp i would say that that makes sense 5 or 6
1: yeah so maybe when, 5 yeah when we uh when we first got to where we set up our base camp we were super excited it was right by um the spring Mm-hmm. and
0: uh, a mountain spring with like it was really cool because of the place where we actually were set up our tent and and aaron set up as his, his hammock hammock absolutely. however you call it that hammock hammock <laughs> uh, <laughs> it actually overlooked this spring and the the if you've ever seen like a natural or like a mountain spring the water is like uh, it's like, like green
1: blue blue
0: green yeah. it's crazy and it's also really, really cold, but sorry to interrupt you. We'll we'll go from there. (laughs) We'll talk about that part too.
1: No. Uh, so we, we basically set up base camp, which I loved how we did it this way. So we set up a base camp. Um, it was a super cool area. You, you would hear the, so the spring to kind of give you a visual, the spring also had like a spillway waterfall over the, the side Uh, So all night you heard the waterfall, you heard the the rushing water going through the creeks and the streams. So that was really cool to kind of sleep by and uh, just be out there with nature. But we set up base camp and we dropped all of our gear, dropped all of our packs, and uh, we decided to hike um, farther out where these two scenic lookouts were, this boulder field. So on the way there, there was a boulder field um, basically just this huge open area with these huge boulders, not just tiny rocks, but boulders at uh, thousands, thousands of them. And Dan and I, uh, the next day on Sunday, we actually had some time that we, um, what would you call that? Well, Horizontal rock climbing?
0: <laughs> well, to, to make it a, another visual of how many boulders there was, we crossed, an entire field that was probably, what, two and a half to three football fields?
1: hmm
0: Stepping on each boulder. We never hit the ground. Yeah. So, literally, that's how many boulders there was. Yeah. You were and,
1: literally hopping from rock to rock.
0: Yeah. And it was just kind of random, like, mm-hmm. how that was just a natural occurrence right off the Appalachian Trail, which a little quick background on the Appalachian Trail. The Appalachian Trail is an extremely popular trail that goes from Georgia all the way up to Maine, mm-hmm. and I think it's it's clo- It's not quite two thousand, or am I? I think really it might be off?
1: like twenty one hundred.
0: Okay, miles, and that is awesome. And it actually, to I'm gonna shoot in here because we forgot to mention this when we were setting up camp. We actually had a guy come through.
1: Oh yeah, that was awesome. And
0: and I think we're gonna add a little clip in here of us sitting by the fire. Where I think you may have brought it up. A little bit. I think, when was that? That was last night, which would be Sunday night. Sunday night. We are sitting by the fire. But we actually had a guy come through who right away, he looked down towards the water. And he said, oh my gosh. He said, I used to jump in that uh, spring when I was a Boy Scout. And this guy had to be, well, he was in his 50s, although he looked really in shape. Found out he was actually a through hiker who was hiking all the way from Georgia to Maine. was extremely friendly extremely nice Uh, he started in february Mm -hmm. and at that point he i think just recently gotten into pennsylvania yeah because we're in southern pa Mm -hmm. so that's just extremely cool and and his advice to us was just make the time he said he said i have some buddies who are your age in their 20s and they just like left their job and you know just decided to do it for three four months I, i think it's probably the average but he was extremely friendly. He told us about another trail app, which I thought was really cool. That actually details the entire Appalachian Trail as well as all the most popular trails around the world. Did you find out how many miles that one is? I did not. But I, okay. think it's, I think it's 21. Yeah, I didn't know if you were looking that up. Joe Rogan style. That's what they always do. When they look at stuff <laughs> up as they do it. Um, anyways, but extremely nice. It was really cool to hear that he actually you know, had been in the in the water down there when he was a boy, I think he said they went skinny dipping, yep. which was And they funny. still
1: had the, it was so cool. They still had the rope swings right. that he used. And yeah.
0: Yeah. So that was really cool. So then we bat, like after we did that, we took a nap because on the walk in we had, we were full of gear and we had at that point, the heaviest packs. Cause mm-hmm. when you're walking in, you're carrying all your water or most of your water. Cause you, you know, we'll talk about how we get water you're carrying all your food. You're carrying all your clothes, all your sleeping gear, your entire tent, and you're carrying this all on your back. So that's that's a little bit of a picture of what the the backpacking world looks like. But after we met this guy, we took a really quick nap. Uh, Aaron laid in his his hammock.
1: Absolutely, man. And I, I overlooking laid... the the waterfall.
0: yeah I laid in the tent listening to the waterfall. <laughs> I don't think you slept too good, but
1: I didn't. I never do.
0: <laughs> I I right away. Right away fell asleep. But, yeah, then we decided to uh, take the rest of the night to check out the rest of the trail.
1: Yeah. And what's so cool, I I love the overlooks that we went to. So there was two of them. One was closer to our base camp. One was a little bit further. Um, But when we were at the second overlook, uh, there was uh, another family there, two brothers and their kids, and they just, I I thought it was really cool and encouraging that they took the time as brothers, not only brothers to connect, but taking their kids out too. Right. And they were, they were younger. They were maybe between the ages of 10 and 14. It was like three girls and a
0: boy or two girls and I think and a it boy?
1: was four girls and one boy. Okay. Um, and it was so cool that they were doing an overnight trip, so... Uh, they were they were basically starting at one side, dropped a car, uh-huh. and then they went back to that other side and started hiking. Which we're
0: going to do next time because that's an awesome idea.
1: Absolutely. You, you get to see a lot more and you're not seeing the same things right. hiking back and forth. And you kind
0: of have a destination. So for anyone listening who wants to get into backpacking, Appalachian Trail is a great thing for that because it's a continuous trail mm-hmm. with a lot of parking lots along the side so you can set the cars up take uh, two cars in and set one up uh, maybe three days down or a day down depending on how long you want to do it and just drive the other car back and and hike from one place to the next so that way you kind of have a a destination yeah in mind the whole time and it's exciting because every day you're moving in that direction it's kind of the difference between running on a treadmill and running outside (laughs) Yeah, we actually have a destination instead of just spinning your wheels or running in place. But that lookout was awesome. Uh, we were at very high elevation.
1: Yeah, it was 1,300 feet. So I actually downloaded an app, because I, w- I wanted to compare it to how high. Danny, you had asked me uh, what does this look like in comparison to when you went skydiving. And um, it was still flat. When you're skydiving, you definitely see the curvature of the earth. So I pulled up an app and we were at thirteen hundred feet, which is still a very high elevation. You could see houses in the distance, the trees, and the cars just looked like ants. Um, <laughs> so it, it was awesome. It was it was really a cool sight that you could really you could sit there for hours and just mm-hmm. admire the beauty and just uh, be there in nature and just relax. So
0: right, and I'd say between our camp to that lookout, it's probably three. Three to four miles Yeah. itself, exactly. uh, which was a decent a decent hike. So we hiked there, we hiked back, and we kind of spent our our first night. Uh, I think we, we probably definitely started a fire. Yeah, made some macaroni and cheese. We did love those uh, mountain those house meals, freeze dried the status meals.
1: <laughs> Just add water.
0: <laughs> Just add water. That's the lazy man's approach. Uh, but then. Actually, the the next day was I think that was the next day where we got some some rain action. We did. That's and we kind of intermittent rain, yeah. and we saw the the little newts. Yeah, that which, was cool. They're kind of were all over. Which for people who don't know what a newt is, which I, we had to look it up. <laughs> to me, it looked like a little lizard, but or a salamander, but it was a little lizard. That's probably about three inches mm-hmm. long, three to four inches long. That's bright orange. Yeah, it looks just like a fishing lure that you would like tie to drag behind, like a, or put on a bobber. And actually, I thought it was when I first saw it. I thought it was a toy that someone left mm-hmm. or a fishing lure, and I It put, looked so perfect, like it, it, <laughs> it looked was, alive. It was amazing looking. So that's what we saw on when it was raining, and then we actually sat down and created the intro to our podcast we kind of got a journal yeah. out and so if you're listening to this you've already heard that we hope you like it yeah <laughs> we hope so <laughs> we we it only took us 30 times to get it right so <laughs> there was a lot of effort put into it so yeah yeah we tried we tried hard but we we took a journal out and and wrote that stuff down which was which was fun and so i know we're kind of bumping up on on time here and we don't want to make this make this a marathon sprint especially because we're kind of gonna add a so we'll just give a little intro Saturday night or Sunday night Sunday night. We finally got a lull from some rain during the day. Mm-hmm. So we got out of the tent to escape because what's awesome about tents is they're completely waterproof which is really cool. So you can be in there on under any kind of circumstances as far as rain and you can kind of hang out there. We read a little bit of a book and just kind of talked and as well as the sunday morning we also got up and I know we did a, a bible study we did yeah. we did our own uh bible study sitting on a, on a rock and kind of overlooking things and and that was fun and we read a little bit of genesis which was really cool kind of being in in creation there and but uh as far as when we got our little excerpt which we'll we'll add in here shortly we were actually just sitting sunday night around the fire and we were kind of just sunday i think was most fun it was yeah because it was a
1: late night fire you had all the stars were out and it was just a beautiful night despite all the rain that we had during the day it shaped up to be a really good day
0: yeah it was awesome and we just kind of sat around and had the fire going had a good fire going uh, we were right under and it felt like it was really close that we were right under the big dipper yep. constellation which was really cool so we walked away from the fire and we kind of got to the darkest part or darker part of the woods and, and looked up and it was just so cool being out there and there was about a hundred yards away there's another uh little group of people camping but other than that it was just us out there and talk about peace i think when it comes to adventures, when it comes to vacations, I think it it, it happens faster when you're doing something that's crazy like this, like yeah. completely unplugged, but I think it takes time to unwind. And I think it took till Sunday for me to unwind, to kind of connect and things like that. And then Sunday night was kind of rough because it was extremely cold and we weren't really prepared for the temperature because it was down in the thirties, I believe. Yeah. And I had 30s. no sleeping bag. Because I was thinking it would be warm in May and the weather kind of took a little bit of a turn. So I literally got out of the tent at like, from like two hours, I probably at like 2am, I would assume. I didn't
1: know what the heck you were doing and then you just got out and I saw, I saw through the tent that there was flashes of fire. I was like, yep, Danny's cold.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was so cold that I didn't want, I'd rather go not, I'd rather not sleep than go start a fire. Yeah, I got up, started a fire <laughs> just to warm up because that's how uh, miserably cold I was and I just I'd rather just cut into my sleep than than be that cold. So that was a that was a challenge but we're going to make some adjustments there and always pack extra just in case. I
1: would agree. So yeah, how about we uh go ahead and leave our listeners with that audio segment of us when we were around the fire mm-hmm. and so that they can kind of be with us that last night of our expedition yeah. and kind of it, it details a little bit more about some of the people that we were able to meet and um, i think it gives you a good snapchat of or a snapshot if you will of what these adventures are truly about reconnecting
0: right so this has been the very first episode of the fight the current podcast we are delighted to have you listening to this. Thank you for listening. And here's what I'd say, you know, just keep tuned because stay tuned there's going to be a lot of extremely interesting things to come. Yeah. We have a lot up our sleeves as far as interviews go, as far as personal shows, we're always going to try when it's possible with with adventures to get some live footage, audio, live footage from the from the adventure. So that's something we want to do that's a little bit unique and different, but I just want to say thank you for listening, and I'm extremely excited. We hope that this is one of the most amazing things you look forward to on a weekly, If you know, depending on how often we do it, but a weekly and monthly basis as we do these shows. So I appreciate your time. And thanks for listening.
1: Well, it's night two out here on the AT. Join here with Danny. We're finishing up the day here, 9.03 p.m. Sitting around the campfire. Had a very very adventurous and action packed day
0: yes sir there's nothing better than sitting sitting around the fire at night over looking the side of this little hill here and here in the water but yeah it was just an awesome day and the more we have reflected on the time we spent out here I guess we're going on about 40 hours out here maybe a little less and the more time we spend on here, the more time we just think we gotta do this stuff more often. It's just so nice to unplug and to get away from all the distractions and to stay away from social media, stay away from text messages, stay away from everything and just connect with each other, connect with God and with with nature. And it's just awesome sitting here in front of this fire. It was an awesome day.
1: Absolutely, man. I think another another awesome thing is the people that we, we've been able to meet. We've been able Definitely. to meet and talk to uh, someone who was through hiking, started his journey back in February um, down in Georgia. So um, he's finally up in Pennsylvania, and I think that's something that eventually both of us want to do, um, do the entire AT from Georgia up to Maine. And it's just awesome to see the people that, are fighting the current and going against uh, what is normal and just living out here and in this amazing creation and this amazing nature.
0: Yep, you'd be amazed at how friendly people are out here. Much more friendly than <laughs> the average person you, you pass on a daily basis who you'll say hi to and won't even look up. Like Everybody here wants to talk. Everybody here has so much in common. They're all real people seeking depth and meaning and try not to fall in the know, common traps of the average person's life which is definitely what Aaron and I are trying to do we're trying to that's why we're starting this podcast with the fight the current uh, because we really want to swim upstream we don't want to do what everyone else is doing and we want our lives to kind of reflect that as well and share that with other people that's what we're doing you know through this whole journey and it's been it's been an awesome time You've been listening to the Fight The Current Podcast, your guide to living an extraordinary life in an ordinary world. We ask you to subscribe to our channel and leave a review and rating as that helps out a lot. We truly hope you have gotten value today and want to thank you sincerely for your support. We invite you to follow and like our Facebook page at Fight The Current Podcast. Until next time, swim upstream and fight the current.